Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. explicitly reminds us that he does not claim to know the exact date of Jesus' return. However, his question for those who have yet to accept Christ as their Savior is, why not err on the side that Christ is coming soon? Even if J.D. is wrong about its imminence, is it worth your future eternity to be wishy-washy? Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on June 28. 2020. Recently, and this is interesting, the Department of Defense and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services awarded a $138 million contract to Apiject Systems America for Project Jumpstart and Rapid USA, which together, quoting, will dramatically expand U.S. production capability for domestically manufactured medical grade injection devices pre-filled starting by October 2020. What time is it now? It's July. Let me quote the website. Whether health officials are running a scheduled vaccination program or an urgent pandemic response campaign, they can make better decisions if they know when and where each injection occurs. Oh, how? Oh, glad you asked. With an interesting optional RFID slash NFC tag under the label on each BFS pre-filled syringe. Apiject will make this possible. Before giving an injection, the healthcare worker will be able to launch a free mobile app and tap the NFC tag on the pre-filled syringes label to their phone. The app will capture the tag's unique dose level serial number, GPS location, and date and time, then upload the data to a, I'm sorry, I'm chuckling, to a government database. Aggregated injection data provides health administrators an evolving real-time injection map. I want you to 
hear me when I say this, and please don't misunderstand me when I say this, and I need you to hear me out, okay? I will personally never accept any COVID-19 vaccine. I'm speaking for myself. I will personally never accept any COVID-19 vaccine for all of the above mentioned reasons. Now, do I believe that this COVID-19 vaccine is the actual mark of the beast? Not yet. Not yet. Not at this juncture. And here's why. In Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 18, it is explicit in no uncertain terms, the specificity of those taking this mark, being doomed and damned to hell for all eternity, will come with this pledging of allegiance, bending of the knee, confessing with the mouth, if you will, one's worship of the image of the beast. That's the mark of the beast. It will be a deliberate act of a pledge of allegiance and a worshiping of the image of the beast. The mark, which some believe will be the quantum dot tattoo that Gates has a patent pending on, will be taken in connection with this worship of the image of the beast. It's interesting to note that in the original language of the Greek New Testament in Revelation, the word for mark is where we get our English word for tattoo. It's the Greek word from where we get our English word for tattoo. However, let me hasten to say that the vaccine seems to be heading in this direction, and it's just a matter of time before it does in fact become the mark of the beast. Oh, come on, pastor. They're never going to let that happen. They're they're never going to force people to be vaccinated. Oh, really? Hmm. I am keenly aware that the picture I'm painting is very grim. So let me make it even grimmer. You know what else is coming? Have you been hearing about the alarming economic forecast worldwide? How about the recent reports of now a spike in coronavirus cases, very important cases. How about this one? Opposition and threats concerning the annexation of Israel's West Bank. These are other prophetic developments that have been eclipsed by everything that's happening here in the U.S. Did you hear about this one? There's yet another swarm of locusts this time heading for Brazil. And 
I don't know if you've heard about this. There's an enormous plume of dust from the Sahara Desert that is heading for the southeastern part of the United States. And this is very serious. And many are concerned. I just one more, just to really... This is really perky, isn't it? Just, there has been and continues to be a massive increase of earthquakes, particularly in California and Nevada. All of these are significant prophetically in terms of Bible prophecy in the sense that we were told that this is exactly what would happen at the time of the end, and it is happening. Well, pastor, how can you be so sure? What if, what if it's not as soon just around the corner as you're thinking? Okay. I mean, cool. That just means we have more time to occupy until He comes. We have more time to snatch as many people out of the fire of hell, because we have more time. That's what that means. But my question in response would be, what if it is? I mean, wouldn't it stand to reason that we would rather err if we're going to err, on the side of being ready and have it not be around the corner, then not be ready, only to have it be right around the corner? Well, that's the bad news. You ready for some good news? That's what I thought. I am. <laughs> I surely am. Here's the good news. And this is important. Those of us who are born again believers in Jesus Christ won't be here for this. That's why it is of paramount importance to be sound doctrinally when it comes to the pre-tribulation rapture of the church. Everything I've just described will happen and find its fulfillment in the seven-year tribulation, and the church is raptured before the tribulation. Here's some gooder news, and especially for anyone who might be here today or watching online. Time is running out, but there is still time. Not much time, but you still have time. Time to make the most important decision of your life for eternal life. The time is now. Today is the day of salvation. If I could just very kindly, lovingly, humbly give you some good advice if you've never called upon the name of the Lord or you're unsure about your relationship with the Lord, I want to say this very, um, I'm just going to say it. Uh, 
Jesus is coming. And if you don't know Jesus, you're going to be plummeted into unthinkable horror, unspeakable tribulation. And I'm imploring you today to get right with the Lord. Do not put it off even another minute, not even another minute. I really believe, I truly believe with all my heart that the rapture of the church is imminent. It is sooner than any of us could possibly even begin to imagine. I am begging you, there's still time. It's not too late, but there is coming a day soon and very soon where it will be too late. The trumpet will have already sounded. The dead in Christ will have already risen. And we who are alive and remain will have already been caught up, raptured up to meet the Lord in the air, and you will be left behind. Well, will I have a chance? Uh, Yes and no. What do you mean? I'll explain. There is a possibility that after the rapture and in the tribulation, you can still be saved. But here's the problem, and it's a problem. If you're not going to live for Jesus Christ before the seven-year tribulation, what makes you think you're going to be willing to die for Jesus Christ in the tribulation? Because that's what's going to happen. And it's very specific, by the way. And this is maybe another topic for another time. I have to say it now because I already started. You're going to be beheaded. There, have a nice afternoon. You're going to be beheaded. And, and likely by the use of guillotines, which they already have, by the way, just so you know. That's what the book of Revelation says. If you refuse to take the mark of the beast, you will be beheaded. You'll be saved. <laughs> but why would you want This is way more better, way more better. This is why we do these updates. This is why we end with the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ at the end of each update. This is why we do the ABCs of salvation, which is just a childlike, simple explanation of salvation. What's the gospel? When Paul writes to the Corinthians in his first epistle, chapter 15, he says, the gospel is this that Jesus Christ came, He was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. To the Thessalonians in his first epistle, he says that Jesus came, He was crucified, He was buried, He rose again, and He's coming back. That's the good news. That's the gospel. I've often said it this way. I know it's not proper English. Don't email me. But the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. I've just shared some pretty bad news with you, haven't I? Well, (laughs) the good news is gooder. The good news is that you don't have to be here when this happens. Before we get to the ABCs, I want to share with you a testimony we received last week 
from an online member. He writes, Hello, Pastor Frog. I want to thank you personally for your services. Before I found God, I was smoking cigarettes, drinking, fighting, and arguing with my siblings and my mother, dodging the police, street racing, being dishonest, stealing, etc. Then I lost my dad and oldest brother, both whom I was very close to. Then I went off the deep end as I was having almost violent fits of rage, yelling at people and breaking things. My youngest brother started attending your online church, and with the grace and help of God, I started attending along with my mother. Now I have a great job working with auto parts. I'm helping my mother and youngest brother financially, and I've basically learned to chill out. I've never felt so close to God as I do now. Every night I study the Bible and listen to audio Bible, and a fellow worker, co-worker and I, both are, and I love this, watchy-watchy. Okay, now i got to explain where that came from. So I, I made a comment about a month ago, this is no time to be wishy-washy about the pre-tribulation rapture. I mean, it, we live in a world that is very unforgiving. I mean, I feel sorry for anyone who is wishy-washy concerning the pre-tribulation rapture, because <laughs> Wow, you should be very afraid. I'm not. I'm not, because I'm not wishy-washy. So anyway, an online member commented, said, I'm not wishy-washy. I'm watchy-watchy. So we're going to have t-shirts and hats and bumpers now, or no, or not. (laughs) That's where where the watchy-watchy comes from. (laughs) I'm (laughs) watchy-watchy. If I hadn't found God, I fear where or what I would have ended up. Thank our Lord God, and thank you for teaching us the truth and scripture of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, Jesus Christ. May God bless you, your family, church, and congregation. That's why we do this. That's why we do this. What are the ABCs? Well, the A is for admit or acknowledge that you sinned, you're a sinner, and you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again, Jesus said, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death. This is the death penalty. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. A gift is something that is given. You don't pay for it. Somebody else did. If you pay for it, it's not a gift. It's a purchase. But he purchased it. He paid in full with his blood with His life. He purchased us, and He offers to us this gift of eternal life, there for the asking. The B is for believe in your heart 
that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then lastly, the C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10.13 lastly seals the deal. says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. For me that was 38 years ago. It was just a simple childlike prayer, calling upon the name of the Lord, believing in my heart, confessing with my mouth, trusting in Him for the forgiveness of sin, and I was saved. Thank you, Lord. Lord, how is it possible that we could thank You enough for the gift of eternal life that You purchased and paid for in full? Lord, how can we thank You enough for telling us in Your Word what the world's going to look like at the time of the end so that we would be ready? As John writes in chapter 14, verse 29, I think it is, that You said, I have told you these things before it happens, so when it happens, you will believe that I am. In other words, you told us beforehand. So when we see what you told us would happen before it happened, and now we're looking and it's happening, Lord, I pray that those who have never called upon you will today make the most important decision of their life for eternal life and be saved and not put it off. There's no more time. Today is the day of salvation. And Lord, for those of us who are saved, man, you told us in Luke 21, 28, when you see these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. Lord, as we look around, we, we see it beginning to happen. And Lord, we're looking up because we know that you're at the door. Your return is at the door. I pray that we would live like it, act like it, that we would reach the lost while we still have time. We have before us the greatest opportunity. Lord, I pray that we would seize upon that, take advantage of that, while the fields are white for the harvest. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. 
Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.